Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Number yeah. 41, 41, 41, 41. So did you get the 40s that you promised us last week? I did, actually. Really? Oh, serious? sweet. Woo! Goddamn oh, right. That's I'm a man of my word. Here, pass them out. Cool. Yeah. Nice. 40s. 40 ounces of freedom, baby. Check it out. Okay. We just I'm, know how to live around here, man. Another follow-up. What's up with your finger? It's still in one piece. I thought the nail was going to fall off, but now I just look like a goth kid. Oh, sweet. It's just black. <laughs> it's black and cracked in half. That's awesome. Thanks for the 40, man. You're welcome. I wanted a reason to uh, bust out my goddamn... Yeah, Dr. Dre. 40-ounce beer Oh, koozie. what? That's a real thing? Yeah, That's I wasn't so cool. kidding, dude. I wasn't kidding at all. That kicks ass. I got a twisted tea in one hand and a forty ounce in the other. I'm Ooh. white trash. It's Dre Day, bitch. I got my coffee and coffee and forty. Coffee and I forty. I got to balance out the depressants and stimulants. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's way. Metal Shop's backstage pass. In case you have not uh, found out yet, you, I mean, you clicked on it. Yeah. So I'm You're assuming here. you know what's up. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode with, of course, Chris Barnes from Six Feet Under. That was f***ing sweet having him up here. Shout out to the Seahawks, you know, big, big loss, as I unfortunately predicted last week. Ian lost $400 on the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how it went down. Whiffer. Uh, whiffer. But, you know, it was a good season and all that stuff, you know. And f*** <sighs> the Patriots, period. Those guys are pieces, real f***ing pieces of work, man. Pieces of garbage. Edelston, you're an ass bitch mode. Get out of here, you mother yeah, who who is that? Blount? Blunt? Blunt. Well, yeah. Garrett Blunt. Smoke a blunt with that motherfucker's who, ashes. Who are you? Like, who you suck. You fucking suck. You're not even close to as good as Marshawn Lynch. And plus, half your team has sex with really sketchy girls on Tinder that suck ass. <laughs> yeah. I really... Edelman. Get Max knows a thing or two about that. As soon yeah. as he goes, it was a Tinder moment, I was like, he knows, he knows. Uh, he's Tinderizing. <laughs> it's in your sketch realm. Uh, yeah. So what's so. up? How's your week's been? Uh, Max Long first. How's your week been, dude? Man, it's actually been really chill. Really? Smoking a lot of weed. I find finally signed all the paperwork to that weed shop I now work for. So yeah. it works for a 502. You you are the man. I am the man. Yeah, I sell legal weed. You are the law. Do you 16- guys keep a really good track of like how much Super. you guys sell yeah. and all that stuff? Oh yeah, that's real. Real real real, real close. Good. Close S- attention to that. 16-year-old me is really stoked, but like right now me is just really happy to have another job. It's nice. just like, oh, I need <laughs> so, to pay my rent. Yeah. What pays better, like legal shops or not legal shops? The legal like shop. For, for people I mean, who work there. I mean, I've st- I started out higher than I did at the medical shop, definitely. Just depends, man. I mean, yeah. like, most bud tenders don't make that much money, really. They it's don't, usually no. like 12 to 15 bucks. If yeah. not. And if it's more than that, you're in a good place. You're in a very good, good place you. if you're making more than that. The I cool- saw that there's something going on at like Numo. It's called the Bud Tenders Ball. Really? With like. some with some uh, pretty good bands. Uh, yeah, washed out, kind of like a weird electronic, like really spacey band. So I'm assuming that everyone's just going to get high as 
Oh, yeah. Watch some cool stuff they at will. Nemo's. I mean, we went. I went to a party for the shop last night, and they're giving out goodie bags full of <laughs> weed. So I think that's a good indicator of how it might start. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you all. It, it, the people you meet makes a big difference. You get a lot of free stuff, connections. It's a good. It's a good life. It's like when I worked at the record store. I wasn't making much money, but I was meeting a ton of people, and it just made sense that I worked for Metal Shop and did the record store. I met so many cool people that we ended up. I mean, you know, like just for instance, Dusty Peterson. We we met right. him through the record store, and you know, it's just made uh, made a lot of cool connections. So you'll meet some interesting people, and oh, yeah. uh, you'll get really high. Yeah, every uh, day. What are you guys? This week I woke up a couple days ago to a guy. Crawling around on my roof. What? Is this guy trying to break into your house? No. Uh, well, apparently not. <clears throat> See, the thing is, is like, uh, my neighbor's tree like fell over and knocked off uh, like some of the bricks off of my chimney. Yeah. And apparently, this guy next to my house and my landlord have been having like a weird little back and forth. The guy just bought the house next to me. I don't own the house that I'm in, so I don't really give a shit. It's yeah, not, yeah. you know, it's not. I just don't want to be in the middle of it. You know what I mean? For sure. And uh, so this guy, like, just bought his house. I get it. He, like, probably just has brand new homeowner's insurance or whatever, and he's not trying to pay some deductible to come get it fixed. So I walk out there, and there's a ladder up on my roof. I didn't see the guy at first, and I'm just like, who the fuck is crawling around up there? You know, like, someone out ahead. I just assumed it was my landlord or something, and he just left the ladder there. So I go grab my garbage cans, and I come back as I'm walking back up the street. I see the guy crawling off the fucking ladder, and I'm like, who are any looks hella, like, sketchy and homeless? His hair is all up and greasy and he's wearing fucking ratty ass clothes so i just think some guy's crawling around on my roof and i have my sidearm on because i usually have it on anytime i walk out the front door and so i'm like who the fuck are you you know and i scared the shit out of him right off the bat you know what i mean and uh he was like yeah i'm with you know the neighbor he said to come do this blah 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 and i was just like my, my landlord didn't tell me anybody was coming over you know and he just assured me you know, they, they worked it out, and so I was like, okay, go ahead and go back up there. So he goes back up there and starts chainsawing the tree down. And you shoot him. Right. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. he's dead now. I buried him in the backyard. Yeah. But I called my landlord, and he was like, no. they didn't. He didn't ever say that he was going to come over. They never said they were going to do anything. So basically what that means is that my brand new neighbor just had some, he just had some guy that was like, yeah, go ahead and climb up on the, that guy's house that I don't know and see what happens. <laughs> And I just asked the guy, I was like, if I took that ladder that you have right now and walked two blocks down the street and set it on the side of some guy's house and climbed up on the fucking roof, what do you think would happen? What do you think would happen? Somebody would probably come out and go, what the fuck are you doing on my roof? Which is exactly what I did. And they were giving me all kinds of shit about it. So I just, I don't know. That's one thing that I had to do. How with is he this not week. dead? I don't know, man. I just don't fucking. The, that guy. Some people, I just don't understand how their brains work. And I had to be like, hey, man, you know, I got a fucking doorbell. You could have just walked over and been like, hey, man, I'm just going to go trim the tree. It's that fucking easy, you know? Instead, I have to worry about some dude trying to break into my house or like, you know? And I live in a sensitive area. I do a sense. I do sensitive things in my house. So it's, a fu it's my fucking fortress, you know? It's my man cave. You watch romantic comedies? My rom-coms are <laughs> locked away in a vault. And if you fucking touch my copy of Love Actually, I'll shoot you in the face. You bastard. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Don't trying to watch Bridget wrong. Jones' Diary in peace <laughs> while yeah. I massage my hands with anyway. essential oils. So, I mean, like, what would you do? Some guy's just crawling around on your roof. What are you doing on my... Get off my fucking roof. Uh, did you move the ladder when you first saw it? You're like, oh, this is here. Let's no. take it away. Well, I, the first time he got up there, I was like, dude, get off my roof. Like, yeah. don't get back up on my roof. And he came back over and knocked on the door and was like, hey, man, I just talked to the homeowner. 
Just let me, tr- you know, do what I was doing. I was like, okay. At first, though, I was like, if I see you crawl back up on the roof, I'm going to steal your ladder and call the cops. Uh-oh. So you're just going to be stuck on the roof. Uh-oh. But as soon as I was like, hey, my landlord's going to come over and we're going to figure it out. He was like, yep. And he packed up his chainsaw, got in his truck, and drove the f*** out of there. It was just super weird. So my neighbor huh. is just a weird guy, apparently. He looks like Louis C.K. Okay. We call him Louis. Nice. I don't really know what his name is. I'm not getting good vibe from Louis already. Yeah, Louis, Louis, sounds like a, Louis, Louis uh, you know, I, you know, I'm a big fan and supporter of, you know, making your own rules. I love doing that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's not a good move at, uh, at Ian's house to just go crawling around. Don't f***ing look in my windows or crawl in my house. Just don't. No. Don't do that to anybody. That's fair. But, All right. Uh, in better news, I went to the mix down in Georgetown for yeah. the first time last night. How was that? It's actually really cool. It reminds me of like a mixture of like the Josephine and the old Paradox, but with like a legit bar. Oh. It's got a good stage. Who'd it's got you go a, see? I saw Piston Ready, Misha from yeah. Witchburn's band. I just happened to go down there because my, my buddy Greg just moved into West Seattle. Cool. Off Delridge. So we went down there and just checked it out. I'd never been there and it's a cool place. So right on. Check it out if you get a chance. And uh, you you just mentioned the Josephine. That place actually closed down this week. I know. So I saw that. It's a bummer. Rest in peace to another awesome all ages DIY underground venue. Yeah, and that venue apparently had been slowly and quietly been infiltrated and investigated. Oh, wow! So they had. I like, had no idea. Undercovers had shown up to the shows and just like stood around and watched. And you know they, they watched, watched the mosh, watched people drink or whatever. But the the, the argument behind the Josephine was always. That it was their private residence because people yeah. do live there, and every show they had was actually just their private party. Hmm. So that's why you could drink there and do whatever you want, really, as long as you're not a fucking dick. Yeah. Huh. So really, wait, but like, do they, whatever you want. Like I get what? Yeah, you could have sex with prostitutes while doing intravenous drugs, Max Long. He's stunned. Sounds like an AC, but not album anymore cover. because now it's gone. Sorry. Today, I went over to uh, the Snoqualmie Falls, hang, hung out with my girlfriend, and we went over to Tweed's Twin Peaks Cafe, and mm. much to my uh, excitement, to my surprise, Jim, the bassist for Sanctuary, the ex-Nevermore bassist, was working there in the kitchen, and he hooked me up with a meal, we hung out, we talked about Sanctuary for a while, uh, he lives a mile away, so him and uh, World Dane actually live over in North Bend, and they cool. re- record over in... Uh, they uh, practice all the time over in Snoqualmie area, and he says it's beautiful, and it was really cool. And uh, yeah, shout outs to Jim Sanctuary, all those that crew. The good new dudes. record is good too. And he was also talking about how hilariously weird it is to have Brad Hole in the band because Brad will just meet random people. Like they, when they went to Europe, he would just meet these random people, <laughs> just leave for like seven hours of the day, and they were like, "Where the fuck is Brad?" And he would just show up like ten minutes before. Um, sound check. So he was always fine, and he always showed he back would just up. Be gone, but he would just be gone and have random adventures. And then they were just like, "All right, let, they he's just like, stop caring after a while because uh, it's like he he's just, he'll he'll show up." He's like, "You said tour. I thought you said vacation." Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll show up and do my job. He's like this stray neighborhood dog. Like you just know he'd be back he's around. Like, That's awesome. Where's Brad? I don't know, but he'll always show up. Yeah. Yay! Uh, show up at the right time. All right, here we go. Awesome. Here we go. Oh, it's time for some news. And yeah, the, the news is that I did lose $400 in the Super Bowl last week. The news is that we got 40s in our hands. Yes, the week is good. And life goes on. Seahawks do, football do, do, is over do, 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 for the year. We got some baseball gearing up soon here. We got some soccer. We do not have basketball. 
Nope. <laughs> don't don't even bring that up. And man. MMA is year round. Uh, this week in metal news, one of the first uh, things that popped up last week is that the New Jersey slam band Waking Then Cadaver has come to a close. Interesting part about it though is their last show was in Seattle. Right on that Dying Fetus Exhumed tour, they haven't been a band since that show. They broke up they, here. So they didn't really break up. They just haven't done. Right. And, they, and I guess they kind of called it. it, quote, there's no bad blood with members or anything. We're all just busy living, busy living lives and are unable to commit to the demands of being in this band. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of years we'll jam again. Sometimes wiggers got to hold down their construction jobs. Wiggers got a wig. Uh, the new Napalm Death record is awesome. Yeah, dude. Uh, Apex Predator Easy Meat. It's out now on Century Media. They checked in from the road this week. They're going to be coming uh, on the 18th in Seattle. And they've been doing pretty good with their record charting positions. Uh, their highest in Germany at number 36 for them. Damn. And uh, at the U.S., they are number 113 on the Billboard Top 200. Underneath. Napalm Death. 132 Katy Perry digital singles. And in the U.S. New Artist Top 50, they're number two. Nice. I don't know who's number one. They're a new say. artist. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, we're new bid. Uh, check out this. I don't know, whatever. Emerging artists. It's like... Uh, that's like when uh, Snoop, if Snoop Dogg were to win like Best New Rapper <laughs> at the Grammys or something. Someone goes, I've never heard of this band before. They're new. Snoop Doggy Dog. Go see Napalm Death, man. Technically, Snoop Lion could win Best New Artist. I think he, he probably was up for it at some point in the Grammys. I stopped giving a about that like 15 years ago, though. Yeah. Well, uh, so an awesome band from Seattle is called Eris. This is X Undertow, X Himsa, and, uh, you know, tons of other bands. Uh, these guys are fucking phenomenal, and they have a new record called Of Great Sorrow. You can check out all 10 tracks on SoundCloud. The record is called The Mylene Sheaf. Now, uh, you know, re- records obviously not selling as much as they used to, but if you like what you hear, you can definitely check it out for free, listen to it, jam it, and then buy it because their vinyl is beautiful. They have all kinds of different colors yeah, for all really the geeks. Cool to look at, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's awesome. So they're doing pre-orders. You can check it out. And they're playing a bunch <laughs> of record release shows. So definitely go to their website, check them out. They just got an Instagram. Right. So you can follow them and look uh, at all their beards. Dude, Pettibone's starting to look a little scary, man. He is. I got to say. He just said, "Fuck it, dude." F-ck Haircuts, it. no more beards. They just—I oh, mean, no more beard cuts. They just uh, did a bunch of shows with that band Extremist, which is the AFI side project. Oh, really? Down in uh, California, yeah. I it's like the like straight edge hardcore mixed with industrial hardcore band that uh, Jade <laughs> and uh, what's his name, Davey, yeah, did. And uh, yeah, the shows look f-ing crazy, man. Eris opened for them, so they did well, like two good. or three. Yeah, good for them. Cheers, forties. And f-ing John Pettibone looks like Bray Wyatt from the WWE, who I'm actually wearing his T-shirt of right now. So let me see. Whoa! Yeah. He totally does, except for uh, uh, Wyatt's definitely way bigger. I don't think he wears a fedora either. No, probably not. John Pettibone's like my lady. <laughs> <laughs> the lights go down when he walks in the room. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that would make sense. All right, a couple weeks ago we played one of the songs off the Immortal Randy Rhodes Ultimate Tribute record that's coming out. What's the date? March third. Nice. Uh, we played the what was the Surge Tankian and uh, who was playing guitar? Oh, Tom Morello. Yep, right? that was a really interesting one. This is the song that I've been most looking forward to. At least this particular grouping of musicians on vocals. It's Chuck Billy guitars from Testament guitars. Alexi Lejo from Children of Bodom. Sweet. We got Kelly Rhodes, who is Randy's brother on keyboards. Uh, Rudy Sarzo on bass and Vinny Apice on drums. So keeping it old school and freshening it. Let's hear a little bit of. Uh, just this for a quick second. 
Mr. Crowley. Sorry, I should have mentioned that before now. The ultimate Randy Rhodes tribute. Yeah! Get those keys, baby. It's like Scarface is opening. What? Mr. Crowley! <laughs> There's that Chuck Billy Sam. Great singing voice. Whoa, Way better than Sting. Uh, probably better than Ozzy in some of his off days. <laughs> well, he's more coherent. <laughs> Sweet. I bet some people will love this on the show. I'm pretty pumped on it. Sounds good to me. Yeah, we'll stop it here, but uh, it goes on to like some pretty ass ripping solos from Alexi. So that's cool. Pretty ass. Pay an uh, homage to some guitar. Damn, girl, you got a pretty ass. Get that pretty ass there. Pretty Uh, ass shreds. So Walls of Jericho (laughs) is a band that, honestly, I had no idea still existed. I was just going to say the exact same thing. They've been broken up, or not broken up, but kind of just haven't done anything for years. They haven't been around. Yeah, for probably at least five to six years. I know that uh, they they got pretty big there for a while. They, They... toured with Korn on the Family Values Tour, uh, but Walls of Jericho has now inked a deal with Napalm Records, a big metal label oh, yeah. that uh, puts out you know everything from um, our favorite band Huntress to, uh, <laughs> what, was that, what was that other band, the Cataclysm Side Project? Oh, um, god damn it, what were they called? I stopped, I, I banished it from my memory because that's how much of a sh- Give. Well, Devil Driver's on there now. Anyways, um, they have uh, they released a demo track for Restless earlier this year, and they're going to be putting out a full length. So, uh, yeah. So, Detroit, what? Detroit, what? <laughs> that band was huge when like the the whole like fusion the metalcore thing was going down. Metallic hardcore? You mean metalcore? <laughs> Metallic hardcore? Ooh, uh, yeah. That band that Ryan was talking about last week, Entheos, which is uh, bass player Evan Brewer from the Faceless Animosity, Naveen. Uh, let me Coper Vice from Animals as Leaders and Animosity. Frank Costa from Animosity. Cheney Crab from Systems. Uh, it's a super group, obviously. They just have two new, brand new songs that they just played at NAM in Anaheim. Nice. Last weekend. Let me see if this has decent sound. We'll just experiment live here together. How about that? Ooh. This isn't it, but. Okay, this is, though. And it's kind of just a drum cam of the dude playing an electronic drum set. Oh yeah, they are playing it. It's the guitar player too. Sounds like it's got a lot of different stuff going on. Right on. Kind of groovy, and then gets to the blast, blasty stuff. I don't know. I look. F- they keep teasing us with these really shitty recordings. Give us something good to chew on, or f- yourself. Speaking of chewing yourself and fucking yourself and teasing you, D's nuts. God damn it! They're releasing a new album. Segway of the week again. And they're on Century Media Records. Uh, yeah, this is weird. The record's called Word Is Bond, motherfucker. Really? No, it's actually just called Word Is Bond. But this is the <laughs> PR quote from. J.J. Peters. Oh, God. We're not a bunch of fucking dudes who come from privilege. You can hear this. You can feel this. And that's because Word is Bond is a passionate album. And it's their fourth record. It was produced by Andrew from Comeback Kid and Shane from Barrier Dead. It'll be out on Century 
Apple Records. It'll have at least 64 breakdowns. Oh, in the first song. Some rap parts, some beats. These dudes are from Australia. They'll they? probably say Yeah, which is totally... Which we're going to blink out. <laughs> <laughs> Good. D's nuts, man. That all, You know... God damn it. That All that means to me, in my reality, as a person who listens to music, is that I'm going to have to fucking see that brand on some Century Media package coming D's through nuts. Seattle. D's nuts. D. I want to chant that at a show. I'll be at the bar drinking my 40 with my Dr. Dre beer koozie. I wonder how much action those chicks those chicks get. That band gets on tour and they get to say, suck D's nuts. <laughs> suck what? D's. I had sex with D's nuts last night. I mostly just wanted to bring up the Dagobah and their new record, Tales of the Black Dawn, because how f***ing awesome this artwork is. It's bat-tastic. It's a bat with its face like melted off so it's just a skull left like dripping blood out of its mouth it's pretty awesome nice so check that out uh on to ian's favorite subject phil labonte and the all that remainers uh this band has uh kind of i don't know uh, positioned themselves as ian's favorite band in the last couple of years <laughs> God damn it. and phil labonte is of course completely on track with all of ian's political and <laughs> sociopolitical See the f- the part is that he and I do have a lot in common, but the way he goes about it, he's just such a fucking ass. You guys both like drinking and you both like guns. I think it ends that's there. The, that's the, yeah, that's and a metal. good point, actually. That's about it. But uh, the the reason we even bring it up is because he went on, uh, what was it, MSNBC or uh-huh. CNN or Surprised it wasn't they Fox They had him News. on there? They had him on there, and basically, like, the person, the lady, who was actually incredibly respectful, I gotta give her credit. Because I would not have been that respectful. Kind of called him out on the stuff he said about in back in 2005 about how PC is for f***s. And all this sh- talking about how the only people that deserve to be offended are black people because they have, you know, dealt with a lot. Which, t- you know, yeah, you know, do she credit must... where, it is, but, you know, where it's due. <clears throat> all right, so we're not going to play it right now. So what we'll do is we'll just put it the whole thing. It's like 12 minutes long, 11, 11 and a half minutes. We'll just put it at the end of this podcast. So you can hear for yourself. And I kind of like, as I after I was listening to this, I kind of wanted to have all the remains be like one of those next bands that we just kind of banish. <laughs> just because I don't ever want to talk about him or Honestly, them Honestly, we don't really like, need to play him that much because KSW plays him. Yeah, because I they mean, get played on the regular They get played on the station, station quite a so. bit, so... Um, is it a lot of people who love them? Pull any music out of, their, out of my Here's head? the thing: like, if you like that band, good for you. Whatever. They're, that's a band that got a lot of people into metal. They're a big band. You know, they got a lot of fans. Yeah. They wouldn't be selling all these records if they didn't have fans. So I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I just really take a lot of the things that he says as an affront to just like my sense of human decency and well-being. It's just basic like that. And the only thing I don't like that I feel like I have to call out. Is that he's got a huge platform and like a big voice to all these people that like listen to him and the, like yeah. value the shit he says. I don't know. I just think it kind of sucks. So we'll play the whole thing after after the podcast. All right. So it looks like Texas. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'd kind of call them art metal doom doom kind of band. They're, I don't. They're very in depth, trippy stuff. Stoners. The Sword are going to be putting out a new record. It's their first since 2012, so they've had three years to work on this new one. And uh, Apocryphion was the last one. I actually got it on cassette tape and CD, and I jam it in my car because I only have a cassette player in my car. And it's f***ing sweet. It's, it's a good record, and I'm kind of stoked to see what, what happens with it. 
Um, so it'll be coming out later this year. I'm I'm curious about your tape player though in your car. I didn't realize that that's what you were rolling with. Yeah, it's kind of weird because you, uh, I have a 2004 car, but why the. F- did they put a tape player in a car in 2004? <laughs> it's not like it's 1993. We or built this car for a 70-year-old. Yeah, but you know it's fine because I have one of those adapters. Right. So that you I just rock. plug it into your iPod. Yeah, or your iPod CD player, or my phone. Your your skip-proof disc man. Yeah, my disc man <laughs> with 30-second anti-skip. But do you actually Woo! listen? Do you listen to like legit cassettes in there ever? Oh yeah, I got a quite a collection actually. At, Hell yeah! Because uh, you sh- totally should put that to use since you do have it. Yeah. Flex uh, that. Flex that. I went to Value Village recently and I got every Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Yeah. Dre, Jodeci, uh, awesome. cassette tape, and they were all like sixty nine cents each. It all was under five dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like it was like ten bucks. I got every, and I got oh yeah, every Tupac tape, every Biggie Smalls what? tape. Yeah. Someone just seriously dropped all their gangster rap tapes from the eight. Like, I got well, two I short downloaded tape. all of these, so you guys can have out of control. <laughs> it was badass. The the funny part is that they probably spent you know like ten fifteen bucks on each one of those back in the day. <laughs> yeah, you know? from budget tapes and yeah. renting. Yeah. Hell yeah. No. Max, <laughs> first of all, f*** you. Because did you not ever know about I, any of that? I mean, like, I'm going to be honest. You don't know anything pre-digital. My, my f- album <laughs> I ever bought was Limp Bizkit's $3 bill, y'all. Uh, you know what's I'm funny? part of the problem. Oh, you know what's funny? I actually have a news story for that, sir. Because uh, <laughs> this past week, Wes Borland came out and called <laughs> all Limp Bizkit fans what? roided out tribal tattooed spray, pan, spray tan jello shot filled bro hunks. What the f- and uh, he said that. <laughs> so true. So he was talking I have so about so many things to say. He's speaking specifically about why he returned to Limp Bizkit after quitting in 2001. And get this, he said, "People say you you went to Limp Bizkit because your other band failed. No, those other things are not true. I went back to Limp Bizkit because I felt like I couldn't get out of my blood. I basically had Limp Bizkit AIDS and was infected." <laughs> No matter what I did, <laughs> limp that was me. AIDS. He said he had limp biscuit AIDS. Right, because at the end of the day, he still wanted to play break stuff live. Essentially, I think he just realized that's a paycheck for playing some easy ass music. Right, but he called it limp biscuit AIDS. <laughs> AIDS. Uh, he calls it like it is, and you have to admire. <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on. First of all, not. Uh, not, not HIV. Not <laughs> HIV. Full blown AIDS. Everyone's got AIDS. He's F-B-A. gonna die with it. FBA. He He's might gonna, die with it. He's gonna die in Limp Bizkit. Man, you know, I can't even. I don't know. Can I, I want to just punch myself honestly, in the face at this point. I'll admit that's the only guy in Limp Bizkit we rooted for, though. I wasn't gonna say it, but I also bought. Limp Bizkit, significant other on cassette tape. Oh, you <laughs> and Corn Follow the Leader. Yes! <laughs> I was going to say, what are the other like uh, things that you wouldn't mention on the podcast? I actually had a conversation when I was in <laughs> seventh grade with uh, my friend Chris Crowley about what what was the greatest band of all time, Limp Bizkit or Corn. <laughs> and uh, I was backing Limp Biscuit in that conversation, and that is something that and is who won? is probably an, a, not a good thing to admit. I but think the thing is, though, Corn is still going, and they make a lot of money. True, and Limp Biscuit is still going, and they make a lot of money in Europe. Yeah, no, that's, that's in true. Europe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there they, was a huge they headline huge festivals to. in Europe. Yeah, and you know it's who they're awkward. To? Young Money. A rap label, actually. That's right. really That's weird. kind of ironic. The other thing I just found Lil out, Wayne's just an, like as Metal Shop was ending tonight, uh, Fred Durst is five foot six. I'm taller than Fred. Are you? With yeah, a... I'm five foot nine. Really? Yeah. 
I've I'm, had girlfriends taller than him. I feel actually really it just good goes about to show that right all now. like there's some kind of weird not conspiracy but body image thing where all the huge famous rich metal guys they're short. Small yeah, complex. Ones, like Joe C. He was two foot three with a ten foot. <laughs> That's it, a whole other level of real. Is it? It's not like a small man, but like a David versus no, it's Goliath just, it's, kind of thing. It's the kind of thing where, like, dude, I'm not even going to speak to it. I I just am in awe of it. Yeah. Every like every single like. I mean, Jamie Josta is a perfect let's example. Think about it. Uh, Carrie King, Jamie Josta, Scotty, Scotty, Ian, Dio, little guy, uh, Rob Zombie, not very tall. Really? Uh, who else are we talking about in here? Uh, let's see. One guy that's not very short. It would be uh, Zach Wild. Yeah, he definitely would just stomp on you. But uh, yeah, Rob Zombie just, is an inch taller than me, which is very, very weird because I always imagined him being like a six foot five kind of guy. Yeah, Tim Lambesis like also would probably punch you in your throat. Anyway, if saying. you were throwing a party, would it be terrible to hire midgets? No as way! Wrestlers. Hold on. Uh, no as dude. wrestlers? You know what? If they're cool with it, if they're very cool with it, then it's all game. Because and can I say set. midgets? No, you can't. Get it's trouble. Little, it's little people. Okay. Can a midget say midget? Maybe. I think it's job security. Because there's people that make their job out of being that little, little person. person for hire, right? Right. I don't know how we got onto this. Holy Money, we're cool. Let's move on. Let's move on. Young money. All right. So we were talking about that twenty-four string bass last week. That Ryan was like, "I'm not gonna play it." F- you, Ryan. You're totally gonna play. It. You're not even here. And I'm gonna call you out because you aren't here. So or suck, suck a, it. Suck a twenty-four string. Anyway, <laughs> uh, last week at uh, at Nam in Anaheim, Gary Damn. Holt of Exodus and Slayer uh, unveiled that he has a new signature model uh, nice. guitar uh, based on the ESP ex- uh, Eclipse. Which is kind of one of the answers to the, like, Les Paul. Huh. Uh, it's just a different, you know, from a different company. But the Gary Holt signature model is going to come in a high-end ESP version and two LTD versions, which is, uh, like, the subsidiary, like there is Squire Offender, like we were talking about that last week. So there's three new versions of this, and, and uh, Gary explains. We have three price point models. You have the top-of-the-line most badass guitar I've ever seen and been associated with. So you can get the top top, and then you have over there, uh, you have the black and red one, which I think is as stunning as anything. It's affordable and plays amazing and incredible guitar, the mid, you know, middle of the line one. Yeah. And then you here you have your starter guitar, which is better than anything I started out with as a as a kid. It's like awesome. And I I'll tell you, the first guitar I ever got was a piece of. <laughs> so if I got a Gary Holt model guitar to start with, you're on the right track. That's all I'm gonna say. Ian, what's the what's the best guitar you've ever had, and why? Um, that's man, I have so many of them now. Uh, my Gibson Les Paul Custom. Uh, I I like it the most because it's the most balanced guitar that I own. Like body wise, it feels mm-hmm. really comfortable, and the sound is so rich. It's one of those things that you can only tell after have playing so many guitars. The sound that comes out of any amp is just very warm. And bright mm-hmm. and sounds just like it was made with love. I it's, feel it's hard to explain. It's one of those. It's like a feel thing. I kinda. feel very dumb because like those adjectives I can't wrap my mind around right now. Right. Well, yeah. you're gonna have to go to Guitar Center before it's all over. <laughs> right. Why are you laughing? You're weird. <laughs> Sorry, it has nothing to do with <laughs> EDM. Get the <laughs> out. 
Uh, hey, cool. we'll get we'll get I him a guitar and X-C a lesson. A while ago, so uh... we'll get him a lesson. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no ghetto know. tech for you. <laughs> None. You can get three different versions of the new Gary Holt guitar. Nice. Uh, yeah, so Anthrax has posted new album studio footage. Uh, these guys are nominated for a Grammy, and by the time you hear this, we'll know whether or not they won. But to be honest, how much merit does a Grammy really yeah, hold? Yeah, what were you saying, these Max? Days? It was uh, Tenacious D, <laughs> Mastodon, Mastodon, Macklemore. <laughs> Oh, Slipknot, the negative we, one. Yeah, we just stopped paying attention. So it's like a top 40, but then you throw in the ne- Tenacious... That's the one that made me be like, this right. is a joke. They throw in Tenacious D, D and everyone goes, what? really? Like, I, that's like, how much... Cre- you have to... And then the f***ed up part is that they'll probably That's the Jethro Tull of the group. Right. If Tenacious D... <clears throat> who knows? Because they'll be like, we don't know any of those. We know who Tenacious D is, though. They reference metal. Right. They are not metal. <laughs> Let's play some of this Anthrax, though. It's, it's about it's about a minute off their new record. Sounds so good. This is them oh, doing, the doing rhythm tracks. There's no lead guitar on this yet. Honing in the tone, yet. and then I'll, I'll throw some guitar down. And um, We're writing vocal melodies for the new Anthrax record. They wrote the songs, their chords, their parts. We're laying them down. Lovely chimes. Nice. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's, it ends with uh, hashtag Anthrax Album 2015. That's going to be kick-ass. Their last record, Worship Music, was a truly uh, return to form. Obviously, they had Joey Belladonna back on vocals. He's still on vocals, right? Yeah, he is, and he's uh, still got really jet black hair, man. <laughs> Hasn't aged a day. Oh, I'm sure that's not a wig. What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, have you guys uh, heard about the new Torch record? Yeah, we actually got a copy up here in the studio, so I'm going to go home and review that and maybe look love at it. it. Look in depth. The artwork it was done by our buddy Santos, who yeah, was in Metal Shop last year. Santos kicks ass. And uh, he, I remember him posting like uh, teasers of it throughout the year. Really? And, and if you look at it, I think you can uh, take the, the artwork, the sleeve out, and fold it out into like a big, you know artwork poster kind of thing anyway they uh torch has taken you know their approach to their new record really to a new level uh they have designed a video game to play alongside you know your work day or <laughs> just listening to the new record so I, now I saw you know a window up and it's I was a side scroll was okay cool yeah it's right. a side scroller and it looks fun it um, looks a little bit like contra almost. can we post the link on metal shop page hell yeah uh, so if you play the game and you use the hashtag Torch versus Robots after beating it, you can win a prize pack, which includes Restarter on Vinyl, their new record out of Relapse, a t-shirt, two tickets to see Torch on tour, yeah. and of course some stickers. Yay. Gotta love stickers. I love it. 
So Torch really uh, putting it out there for their fans, doing something fun. The last band I remember to do this was Avenged Sevenfold. Those guys made a crazy, crazy mobile game. And I actually listened to an interview with them on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Uh, one of the guys from Avenged Sevenfold, he was going super in-depth. He said they spent a load of money on that, yeah, of their own band money, to do it themselves. And so they uh, probably made a bunch, too. And here, uh, here's the thing. And I... We should probably talk about that for a second because uh, in the in the in the Josta podcast, he gives all all kinds of credit to that band, Avenged Sevenfold, mm-hmm. a band that we obviously don't play on Metal Shop. We never really have, probably never will, but they, as a band, have the correct attitude, which is the important thing. You know that they're taking money that they have gotten as a band headlining shows or whatever and reinvesting it back into the experience for the fans. And, uh, you know, anybody who gives a shit about their band, you know what I mean? Before they take a humongous paycheck and right. whatnot and go buy, like, five condos. Buy a Ferrari or whatever. Then uh, they actually just invested uh, in the band because they realized that... Buy pe- her a hitman to, you know, kill your wife. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that's a good idea. Too soon, man. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, seriously, though, they, uh, they realized that a bigger light show, crazy more... Amount of fireworks, yeah, all kinds of stuff going on in the back, you know, all the and props. It's it's important for their fans, and then it makes it more like an experience. Then they can become the new Guns N' Roses, which they pretty much are. I think that was the goal. Yeah, well, good. For all them. right, becoming at the end of the day, whatever you, yeah. minus the like two hundred pounds, better than having limp biscuit AIDS. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Any day, <laughs> any day, dude. All right, uh, another band to get on the alcohol bandwagon. Woohoo! Yeah, like a surprise. But these guys are from Europe, so they probably actually have a good. The title of this rec or this article: Get Blind Drunk on Blind Guardian Merlot. Oh, it's a wine. That's yeah. awesome. So blind Not like guardian. A whiskey or anything? No, they're making a Merlot, which is fine. You know, wine drinks fun. Uh, there's a time and place for everything. So they, uh, uh, Blind Guardian, just put out a new record called Beyond the Red Mirror. And uh, you know the they're trying to they're trying to make a push. You know they've been around for fifteen, sixteen years now. They have a dedicated fan base for sure. Not everyone can fuck with that kind of like epic fantasy metal stuff. Right. But the people who love Blind Guardian can love Blind Guardian and are obsessed with it. And I once saw this guy who used to come into Silver Platters when I worked there, and he had like seventeen different Blind Guardian T-shirts. Right. And here's the thing: like I remember watching obsessed. the movie. You remember the movie Sideways? About wine, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's the 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 thing they posted, and this is what always takes me back to any time somebody talks about Merlot. Just try to be your normal humorous self, okay? The guy you were before the tailspin. Do you remember that guy? People love that guy. And don't forget, your novel is coming out in the fall. Oh, really? How exciting! What's it called? Come here, Mons. Do not sabotage me. If you want to be a f***ing lightweight, then that's your call, but do not sabotage me. Oh, aye, aye, Captain, you got it. And if they want to drink Merlot, we're drinking Merlot. No, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any f***ing Merlot! Okay, okay, relax. Not drinking the fine Guardian Merlot! No Merlot. Did you bring your Xanax? (laughs) That's that's, uh, us talking to Max. Uh, Max, did you bring your Xanax? No Merlot! Wow. There's actually a... Real statistic, Merlot sales went down after that scene yeah, came out. because Merlot sucks. You know what? I like red wines. Yeah, I know. So do I, but I don't like a Merlot. I'll take a Cabernet Sauvignon any day. Oh. Fancy. Getting fancy. Yeah, I'll you can go there. It. I'll go there all day, my I can't And what will you it. eat with it? 
cheese. A little bit of brie cheese with a little baguette. <laughs> okay, Sylvan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you are a, someone who wants a lover in your life, <laughs> lava, you can. Whoa, damn, dude. That was my lung. <laughs> the black lung. You can now. give uh, someone VD. And by that, yes. I mean Valentine's Day cards. Hey! <laughs> Uh, which are awesome. You can get a, everything from an Ozzy Osbourne card to a D. Snyder card that says "Come out and play." But we have some really no classic ones here. Uh, we got, of course, Lemmy from Motorhead, which says "Love me like a reptile." Dio, you're my rainbow in the dark. My rainbow in the dark. And Ian, what's the King Diamond one? Be my Melissa. Yeah, we made a, a pretty loser. funny video. You can go over to the KSW Facebook page and check that out. Um, by now, you you've probably seen it's it. It's probably buried 3,000 videos deep anyway. All right, so Kevin, you were talking about Wes Borland and his Limp Biscuit AIDS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, we're trying not to be, like, insensitive or whatever, but it's f***ing funny, so shut the f*** up. I mean, we're not being insensitive. It's Limp Biscuit, and they're a joke already, so we can already tell we're right. not being serious. I think the thing is, though, that like if you have Limp Biscuit AIDS, no one's trying to f*** with you. No Sorry, one's trying to West f*** Borland. you. <laughs> That's what I mean. No one wants West Borland in their band. So, uh, Metal Sucks put together a list of uh, all metal musicians currently infected by band-related diseases. Jesus. Each of them is following Wes Borland's courageous example. Is the guy from Creed on there? You want to read off a couple of these as we go down? There's a whole list. This It starts out with Scott Ian. Uh-oh. Obvious. Anthrax, anthrax. How about Vinnie Paul? Hell yeah, herpes. Oh, no. And it gets better as we go. James Hetfield. Metallica malaria. <laughs> Vernon Reed. Living color blindness. I am colorblind, so f*** you. I take that personally. Justin Brennan, most precious blood hemophilia. All right, here's one of my favorites. Freddie oh, Christian, okay. mad ball cow disease. <laughs> nice. Sebastian Bach, skid row scrotal swelling. Maria Brinks, ITM, UTI. In this moment, <laughs> UTI. Oh, no. Michael Sweet, striper Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Rob Cavis, St- Staney, death angel rigor mortis. Claudio Sanchez, co-hidden Cambria and cancer. <laughs> Evil D, morbid angel, morbid obesity. Obesity. <laughs> Andrew Whiting, panic, panic, attack, attack. Scott Hall, pig destroyer, trichinosis. <laughs> and uh, John Gallagher, dying fetus, miscarriage. Jesus Christ. And Rick Allen, one, one arm. arm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Come As- on, dude. That's good times. Hey, yeah. All right. They just said, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Nice. I'm cool with that. All right. One of these uh, these uh, issues that Kevin brought up this week is there is a national petition going around to have Metallica be the musical act for the halftime of Super Bowl 50. Yeah, James man. James Hetfield's older than the Super Bowl. Fun fact, I looked that up. Yeah. Goddamn right he is. <laughs> okay, so did you guys watch Katy Perry's? Like performance, I felt asleep I was and like, woke up during it. I was smoking weed and <laughs> drinking and eating tacos, and then kind of like glancing over and like, the, what the fuck is there's a shark over there? Did you notice? I'm, I'm high. This so, is too much for me. I gotta get the fuck out. There of was here. a right shark and a left shark. I was a big <laughs> fan of left shark because he didn't give a. Fuck. He was such. He was so much. <laughs> than right shark. Right shark like had the routine down, but <laughs> left shark was just like, fuck it. I don't even know what I'm doing. Snoop Dogg. Left shark for Prez. Hashtag left shark. 
Snoop Dogg went on Twitter and said he was a left shark. I didn't know if that was true or not, <laughs> but I would love to believe that. I don't give a f- I'd be like, yeah. Oh, Shizzle. Put me in that shark costume. It was probably Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, it wasn't because he was actually yeah, he was on stage. Way. That's two his places alibi. at the same time, dude. Uh, I'm two down with it. What would it be? Hashtag Metallica Super Bowl. Hashtag f***ing stop hashtagging. Things. Hashtag Slayer for Super Bowl. Alright, it's that time in the Metal Shop Backstage Pass where we calm things down a skosh and uh, enter the brutal poetry Too Hot for Radio Lounge. And uh, tonight, Kevin is tackling a, an epic band called Viral Load off of their record Practici- Practitioners of Perversion. Here's Axe Handle Enema. Axe Handle. Escape of a mental ward truly sick. His sickness built upon the victims he picked. Axe handle fetishes his choice means of pain. Axe handle. Axe handle enema. Feverishly beat to death. Eyes gnarled, fractured skull. Your ass! He now reams. Fantasies now fulfilled. Stench of piss and shit. His drugs are your screams. Shattered bones stick through your flesh. Mind numb to carnage, immune to feeling. Intestines ripped from the corpse. Axe handle stained with Your end of being chop chop. Living in pools of Your dead ass is split. Split. Bloody psychopath. Blood and pus filled aftermath. Humiliated dead is stained. Axe handle tasted. Now you are wasted. Killing intensely, splattered spleen, torn away. Killing intensely, pumping you full of wood. Killing intensely, beaten to a bloody pulp. Killing intensely, bowels flow free. Axe handle, escape of a mental ward truly sick. His sickness built upon the victims he picked. Axe handle fetishes his choice means of pain. Axe handle, axe handle, axe handle, axe handle, enema. God f***ed. God f***ed. God f***ed. I really got into that one. Oh, Jesus. You out. Sometimes I scare myself. Go home, man. We'll get you a little bit of therapy on the on the company's dime. That was Viral Load. Axe Handle Enema on Metal Shop's Brittle Poetry. Gentlemen, it's been a fun week here on uh, on the podcast. And speaking of Axe Handle Enemas, might as well go out <laughs> with a little Phil Labonte interview. Hey, hey! Yeah, let's let's hear from this guy. He's always putting his foot in his mouth. So here's uh, Phil speaking for himself, and uh, it's the best we can do. So we'll see you again next week. Stay alive, and we'll see you in episode number 42. Oh, yeah. Phil Labonte, lead singer for All That Remains, isn't shy about expressing his views on politics, even when he's got an album out just to be released. Check it out. Maybe this time It's always something less than what I thought we had before Like always I'm blown away But right now I feel the need for something more Cause there's always There's always right now The rockin' libertarian is here with me now Hey Phil How you doing? (laughs) So the album is about to be released February yep. 24th. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's it's our seventh record and nowadays to to have a the ability to do, you know, seven records, it, it's it's, you know, 
an accomplishment, and so we're really proud to be able to put another record out. And you should be. And so I introed with that because what astounds me about you is that you're about to put this record out. You want to sell albums. Mm -hmm. You want fans. Yet you're really outspoken about your beliefs. Yes. And I think that takes a lot of cojones. Can I say (laughs) that on the web? So, okay, let's start off with you're a libertarian. Yes. So... Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. Liberty, that is your jam. Yep. Okay, Absolutely. I want to talk about freedom of speech first. So you just gave a interview to Revolver Magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And specifically, <coughs> you referred to uh, a statement that you made earlier. Ten years ago. <laughs> Ten years ago, right. And, and you brought it up, yeah. and I'm going to read it. In 2005, on the Sounds of the Underground DVD, I said, PC is for... F-A-G-G-O-T-S. That was the first time people went, whoa, what did he say? I have nothing against gay people. It's just a word. Honestly, I think the only people that have a legit grievance when it comes to any racial slurs is the black community. I know the homosexual community has problems with it, and I understand their hurt feelings. Well, I think that the, the, you know, the African-American community in the U.S. has, I mean, first it was slavery, then it's Jim Crow, and still today our prisons are full of black and brown people. Right. So... There's significant social problems uh, for the black community. Okay. Freedom of speech. I understand that it exists. I somewhat make a living off that, right? But why do you have to express that view so openly? What's the purpose of it? Well, to stir the pot, to piss people off, genuinely. Okay, okay, that's fine. But see, that's the problem I have with it. And I'm saying this with all due respect, okay? Mm -hmm. If I say something on this show or another show, I say it to make a point, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're saying it's to stir the pot, what kind of point are you... The point that I'm making is that there's nothing too offensive to say. You know, like the Charlie Hebdo thing. To, to you. To anyone. But that's, but that's just not true. Well, there's, there's I, things that people, I, people are going to be offended. But you can't control what, what offends someone because one thing will offend one person is something that, and it won't offend another. So there's, I, there's, no, there's no litmus okay, test. Okay, but Phil, I think there are some catch-all offensive phrases. Absolutely not. I think F-A-G-G-O-T is one. I think the N-word is one. Don't say that here. <laughs> I'm just saying, not that you would, but I'm saying those are some. And for instance, I'll just, perfect example. I'm Indian. I've had uh, people say the word dothead to me, and I find that really offensive, very hurtful. Whereas I have my best friends calling me curry in a hurry, and I have no problem with that. Well, but, 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 <laughs> curry okay. in a hurry, I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hashtag curry in a hurry. So I, but so to me, my point is you want to stir the pot, mm-hmm. but how do you weigh that against that you are a businessman? Your seventh album is coming out. You want sales to be profitable. Record sales and stuff like that are completely and totally not something that I concern myself with. Okay, so because how, how do you reconcile saying such a word? How do I reckon? Because I, I, don't, I, I think that, that if you're going to ban things or, or if socially things are unacceptable because they're too offensive, then you end up with things like the Charlie Hebdo attack. You know, you end up with people saying, you said this, so now I'm empowered to enact a violent response because of a word. And, and saying a word is not wrong. The, a violent action is an action. It is a, it is a Absolutely pro correct. action. Absolutely correct. So, okay, so we put this into context for people who are watching, and most people do know this, that it's those fighting words. So saying the N-word in and of itself is not wrong. But if you 
couple that with a threat, with an act of violence, with that immediate fear, mm -hmm. then there's a problem. Well, yeah, if it's a threat. Listen, Katie, everybody here knows me. I have the worst potty mouth. I am like a <laughs> Well, it's not the driver. worst if there are words I, that offend you now, is it? I'm right, but I do I curse up a storm, mm -hmm. but I do think there is some But in a in, a, in in if you were to say that in a in a uh, a Christian household, if you were to say, you know, curse words, say, right. you know, or Jesus Christ or whatever, these things are very offensive to a, a, a Christian. I, I don't think they're offensive at all to me, but, but it's but, always... it's always. But you're not gay, and you're not black. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, that doesn't mean that... That doesn't mean that, that just because I'm not gay or black doesn't mean that I should be excluded from having any kind of, uh, any kind of comment on, on, on society or social comment. Why can't you comment on society because I think your I think your commentary is valuable. I do. I find you to be a very valuable voice in the music industry. Why can't it be less offensive? Well, I mean it can be, but it that it, 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 it all depends less It all depends on the person viewing it. Piss Christ. That thing horrified Christians. I could give a crap. You know, I don't care. And I was raised a Catholic. Uh, you know, I'm an atheist now, but I was raised Catholic. I don't care that some dude put a picture of Jesus in a, a bottle of pee. Who cares? You know, and it's like, I think that people get offended far too easily. And I think that they get offended. Uh, I think that they get offended because it's it's almost like you're supposed to get offended by certain things. It's, it's like there's pressure from society. If you're not offended, there's something I agree, wrong. With I, you. I agree with that. Yeah. too. I agree. I do want to I want to just tell you one thing. So I heard this uh, quote and the quote is it's better to be kind than to be right. And I remember hearing that quote is by Anne Lamott. I remember hearing it. It was January 2012, I heard that quote, and it really changed my life in that mm -hmm. I think if you go into that mindset, and for me, just being in court every day and being around criminals, sometimes just not to fight. So that's my personal mm -hmm. view, is sometimes it takes place. And I think sometimes the words that you use... Uh, skew or taint your message, which I feel is very important. I, that, I feel I think, your message is important, I which think is that, why I asked you to come. Yeah, well, I think that, I think you're right. I mean, I believe me, I, like I can I can watch my Facebook likes go up and down depending on what I've said lately. You know what I mean? Well, so, which I mean, but I mean, I, I I'm the kind of person that. Like, I'm not, I don't look like the rock star. I'm not the guy with the, you know, all the jewelry and the right. long hair. I'm, I'm who I am. And, you know, there's times when I'm going to say things that are offensive and that's just the way it is. But I don't believe, or at least for me personally, I don't want to try to be something I'm not. And if I'm offensive, well, you know what, then I'm offensive. But I just, I'm, me, I'm just you know? putting that out there. I <laughs> wanted to share that quote with you because I think it's important. It's, it's helped me. It is a nice quote. Thanks. It's a very great Bill. idea. Okay, so before you leave, I have to ask you about Fourth Amendment issues. So Fourth Amendment protects us from I do not consent to any searches. Well, <laughs> Uh-oh. So uh, protects us from warrantless searches, arrests. Okay, so you were pulled over... Uh, on a snowy road, you were in your bus. Oh, yeah. That incident. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, let me see. I have just the sum and substance of what you said. When you got pulled over, you were just hit by a car. The first thing the state trooper does is ask everybody for their well, names and dates of birth. They asked they asked the driver for the everyone. Everyone was sleeping. It was early right. in the morning. So okay. they asked the driver, and I told the driver, tell him to go 
you know, fly a kite. I'm not giving him anything because I'm... Right, so you said in that quote that the trooper had zero authority. Mm -hmm. Okay, zero authority for what? To, What's your complaint? To, well, there's no authority for him to, you know, require people that were in the bus sleeping to produce any kind of ID. Can I explain? He is not trying to arrest you or accuse you. The trooper, part of his job is to protect you mm -hmm. and the health and safety of everyone in that vehicle and to prepare a proper police report, an accident report. They need everyone's name. If that, someone it, gets it, hurt, they Well, need it that. doesn't change the fact that I don't have to show ID. But what? Why? Just because I'm in a vehicle that was hit by someone else. Now, I wasn't driving. I, I mean, we were, we were sleeping. So I don't have to provide some kind of identification. You are correct. You don't have to show yeah. ID. Uh, the driver does. Yeah. The passengers don't. You're correct. But why would you try to impede? Because I don't consent to searches. No one's searching. <laughs> I mean, no one's asking you to get out of bed and strip is, search it, you. I tell you what. It, it, Phil, it, it, is, it is straight up a, a libertarian principle stance it is i don't okay. have to so i'm not going to and and there, despite I mean, there the fact that it was a dangerous situation it was a snowy road there was an accident an accident report should have been filed someone could have been sued someone could have been hurt and you want to ignore all of those well the, uh, the accident if, if you weren't seeing the accident wasn't that bad I mean, you took a picture of it and put it on facebook yeah, it, was, it was it was a dented a dented uh uh you know, bay. So it wasn't that bad, first of all. But the point is, I mean, there's people that, in California that, you know, just drive up and down the highways just looking for the Border Patrol just to mess with them. You know what I mean? Just to go and say, I don't have to give you my ID. And that's, that is a legitimate form of protest. You know, I mean, to, to say, I'm going to go out and go, whether it be, you know, the dudes that are the open carry or the dudes that drive up and down the highways and, and go to the Border Patrol and say, you know, film it and say, you know, I'm not giving you my ID. I, I, I don't go so far as to go out of my way to do right. that. But when it comes to, you know, I'm laying in my bunk and the bus driver comes and says, hey, give me your ID. We, you know, the police want to, no, I'm not giving you anything. The Fourth Amendment is there to protect us. And we have to believe that on some level it, it it does. Uh, I, I wish we had more time because I really want to ask you about profiling and Edward Snowden and, and uh, a million other issues. So I would, I would love so it. So you'll come back? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. we're still friends? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, look, I'm the one that would, would actually have to be worried about if I offended you. I mean... <laughs> Shockingly, <laughs> if, not today. If, if, you, if you say we're still friends, we're still friends. Thanks, Phil. Okay. I appreciate that. All That Remains, much anticipated album, The Order of Things, will be released on February 24th, 2015. The preceding audio belongs to CSNBC's The Shift Show, The Docket, with Seema Iyer. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.